Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. I'll be joined by Trey in just a little bit. We'll talk LSU college football the New Orleans Saints and a trade they made on Monday. Some other NFL notes for you and some Major League Baseball World Series ratings conversation. All on Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media. It's a great way to keep up. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. Coming later this week, the LSU Weekly Football Update brought to you by Tremonti's Meat and Seafood in Baton Rouge. That'll drop on Wednesday. Picks from Trey Blossman and and Anthony Gallo and myself come out Thursday and Friday of this week. Check it all out. Search for Talking Sports with TK, available on all major platforms. Let's listen to a quick message from our host, Anchor. We'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's Sports Takes, continuing next here on Talking Sports with TK. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. TK, I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. We're going to throw a lot of stuff at you here and have some fun. Please share this podcast with all of your friends. We have rolled into the month of November. And we say hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you doing today? Doing well, Tommy. Glad to hear that. Uh, November's here. I don't like the time change thing. I I've never, li- I've never liked it. I mean, I, you know, I know Louisiana actually talked about not doing it earlier this year, but uh, you know, subsequently that hadn't happened yet. So uh, I don't like it, but I guess I got to deal with it, and uh, that's just the way it goes, I guess. Well, you know, Tommy, I, I, I don't like it at all. The first two or three days of it every year puts me in a funk. That first Sunday afternoon, it's downright depressing for me. I, I don't know why. It's really not much of a change. You're just moving the hands on the clock. But uh, I don't like it at all. I think I think we should uh, do away with the with the change. Well, Indiana and Arizona don't do it. Maybe Louisiana needs to follow suit there. Another thing a lot of people didn't like was LSU's performance this weekend at Auburn. They were totally dominated in all facets of the game. You know, Trey, I got a note late last night that Ed Orgeron was having a press conference today at lunchtime. Normally, he does not do that when there's an open date. Okay, so all of a sudden the phones start blowing up. Everybody's like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? And I suspected that he was going to try to squash some rumors about changes on the coaching staff. He did not do that. He came out with the same song and dance about we got to fix things. And, of course, he talked about the game against Auburn. They couldn't block him. Uh, they couldn't stop Auburn running the football. Before the game, Ed Ogeron said they had to fix the defense and run the ball. They went 0 for 2 on that. And Auburn handed them the worst defeat in the history of the LSU-Auburn series. Well, Tommy, you know, for much of my life, from childhood into my 40s, 
maybe even into my early 50s, I would be upset for weeks about a loss like that. But seeing as how it's 2020 and things are weird, I was over being upset about the game before the game was over. Wow. And that's a good thing. It was ugly. It was really ugly. I knew we had zero chance to win that game when they went 99 yards in eight plays after we pinned them on a great punt uh, by Zach down to the one-yard line. When that drive was over, I knew that the game was over, and it made it easier for me to deal with it. I did continue watching the game until it was over. I did like what I saw from Max Johnson in the second half. Some of the young receivers are showing well. But uh, the defense was just horrific from that drive forward. Up to that point, they had played pretty well. The offense had put us in some bad spots. We were down 14 nothing, but that was not the defense's fault. That was the offense's fault. From there forward, the defense just quit. Uh, I don't know what the problems are. I have not been watching plays over three and four times this season like I did last year. Uh, I guess that first game lost to Mississippi State, it just kind of dampened the whole thing for me. Uh, And I'm not one of these fans that, oh, if we can't compete for the national championship, I want to fire everybody or I'm not going to watch. I'm not that guy. I'm going to watch. I'm going to voice my opinions. I'm not ready to fire anybody just yet, but I'll tell you that uh, Bo Pelini's not getting the job done in any way, shape, or form, Uh, and neither are his assistants. The defense just really, really is disappointing. Uh, Bama's going to kill us. I'm not even going to change my profile picture on Facebook to the Beat Bama sticker that I normally post every year. Because I know deep down that there's zero chance that that's going to happen. Well, here's something that speaks very loudly. Gary Danielson, the color commentator. Okay, now look, I know a lot of people don't like Danielson. I think, if I want to be objective speaking, I think he does a very good job. I think he's very well prepared. He studies the two teams he's about to announce. He meets with the coaches, like all announcers do. And I think Danielson in his own way, is very, very good. Now, you know, has he got problems? Yeah, all announcers do. But he made the comment during the game. He said, you know, I can't tell if LSU on defense is playing man-to-man or zone. And he said, the problem is I don't think the LSU players know what they're playing. That statement right there by Gary Danielson, whether you like Danielson or not, sums it all up. The LSU players don't know where to line up, where to go, what to do pre-snap, what to do after the ball snap. And that, you know, the big plays continue to happen. Also, it was summed up on that little touchdown run of about four or five yards when one of the LSU defensive linemen turned and looked at this big old gap that I could have ran through and put his arms out like what player was supposed to fill that gap was not there. And a guy went into the end zone untouched. You know, so after five weeks and after five halftimes to make adjustments, there's no improvement in the LSU defense. There's also another time in the game when Todd Harris, who wears number four in the defense, there was a running play up the middle for Auburn. It went for like 12, 14 yards. And Harris 
came up and wanted no part of tackling the guy. Did not he kind of backed up and kind of veered to the right, and some of his teammates got the guy. He should have been fly- Lorraine Landry would have flew in there and knocked that guy as hard as he could, and many other players that played at LSU. He wanted no piece of that, and that to me was discouraging. And that goes back to, you know, did you hear about uh, Bo Jackson's comments? No. Well, he said that you know, and, and, and it was either him or Herschel Walker. I think it was Bo Jackson. He said. In football today, nobody tackles anybody. They don't hit, wrap up, and put somebody on the ground. It just bump into you, is what he said. He said he'd rush for 350 yards a game if that's how people <laughs> tried to tackle him. He, he said that last week. But LSU's defense is just, I mean, they're just not there. I mean, and they haven't figured it out. They haven't fixed it. Coach Orgeron every Monday has said, we got to fix it. We got to fix it. We got to fix it. What hadn't happened yet? And I don't have any reason to think it's going to happen before they play what's perhaps the best offense in college football, already being compared to LSU's offense last year, Alabama, who's hitting on all cylinders. And, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm going to watch the Bama game in in two weeks. And right now, I can't see how LSU's got a chance to stay within 30 points, 40 points. No, I I don't either, Tommy. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned the not wrapping up. I've had conversations with my oldest son, Rody, uh, who knows his share about football, about Jacoby Stevens and how he has regressed more in one season than perhaps any player I've ever seen. Uh, he was a force last year. He's virtually invisible this year. And Rody correctly points out that he never wraps anybody up. He tries to come in and knock you down, but if he doesn't, he's he's out of the play. And unfortunately, more times than not, he's out of the play. Look, we talked early in the year uh, about uh, the tight end Gilbert and how he passes the eye test. LSU's defenders pass the eye test, Tommy. Man, Allie Gay looks like a freaking stud out there. Jabril Cox, Ujulari. We got guys that look the part. They're just not playing the part. Uh, we know they're good athletes. These guys were all big-time recruits. Something has happened scheme-wise that has left this defense guessing. As you said, they don't know what they're doing. And you're not going to win if you don't know what you're doing. In this day and age, you have to have a game plan. You have to execute it. And I have to say that we've had not, we have not had a good defensive game plan yet this year. I was visiting with some guys at Tremonti's meeting seafood in Baton Rouge this morning before I shot some video with Ronnie Rance. I said, I think LSU has talent. I think LSU has a lot of really good football players, a lot of guys that are going to get a, a shot to stick on an NFL roster. But when you don't know where you're going and you're not sure or you don't have proper communication, Ed Orgeron said today in his presser, he said, we have simplified it as much as we can, yet it's still not fixed. You know, so I know switching from a 3-4 to a 4-3 is, you know, it's like speaking English and learning Spanish, okay? It's not easy, although some people might think it is. It's not. Well, this thing has not sunk in, you know, and the fall camp was abbreviated. They didn't have a full spring training. I get all that, but excuses are excuses, okay? They've had five football games to make adjustments at halftime and or each week going forward. Defensively, it has not happened. Now, of course, the offensive line didn't have a good game. That, in part, was why Finley didn't look good. And they couldn't run the ball. Coach O said after the game, said, we couldn't block those guys. Really? We couldn't block them, huh? 
Okay. Anyway, hey, we'll see what happens. And next week, maybe we'll have some more info on LSU as they'll have the open date. The team will not practice tomorrow due to the election. And then they will practice Wednesday and Thursday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Coach O said if Miles Brennan is healthy, he will start against Alabama. They don't know if he will be healthy. He was going to try to do a little bit of throwing at practice today, Monday evening, and then they were going to you know, reassess that. And then if Brennan can't go, Coach O said, whoever does the best at practice between Johnson and Finley would get the start against Alabama. So we'll just have to wait and see. My, my guess, Tommy, is, is if Brennan cannot play, the Tigers would do better with Mac Johnson, uh, Max Johnson because the pressure on him is going to be tremendous. You're right. The pressure's on the LSU quarterback is going to be tremendous. It looks to me like Johnson's more prepared to deal with that than Finley is right now. You're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossom and myself, Tommy Chrysan. Trey, a couple other quick college football notes that you had. Well, I saw Bama moved up to number one, as they should have. Clemson's still number two. Ohio State would be number two on my list. They were very impressive against Penn State the other night. Clemson came from behind to beat a very game Boston College team. Uh, backup quarterback DJ Ujalele, uh, I don't know how you say that, Tommy, but uh, he had a really good game. He's a freshman. He was 30 for 41, two touchdowns, and he uh, had a 29-yard touchdown run, 342 yards passing. Pretty good effort from their next quarterback, continuing a tradition of pretty good quarterbacks there. Uh, BYU up to number seven, Tommy. You know, that's my favorite dark horse team. They're getting some respect. Uh, They're playing really good football. Yeah, and Cincinnati's got the best defense in the country. Now, I don't know well, how that'll work going forward. But here's the last thing we'll say about college football, last thing I'm going to say. I think it's safe to say there's been a lot of uncertainty in college football this fall. One thing that is certain among there is a list, but one of the things that is certain is that Michigan is terribly overrated. They need to end the Jim Harbaugh experiment. It's not going to work. And Ohio State will beat them by at least 50 this year. (laughs) I don't know about 50, but they'll beat them pretty good. I agree. Michigan overrated. I mean, Michigan State looked horrible in week one, and they beat Michigan pretty easily. Uh, we've talked on previous radio shows and episodes of Sports Takes here that Harbaugh, that has not, just hasn't worked there at Michigan. Uh, no, not at all. He's proven to be a pretty good coach. It just hasn't worked for him at his alma mater. And, you know, sometimes those things happen, Tommy. Right. He, he may go someplace else and have success. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Hey, let's kick gears into the New Orleans Saints. They go on the road against a decent Chicago Bear team. It was chilly. It was windy. Conditions were there. But the bottom line is the Saints got on an airplane and flew home with a win. Overtime field goal by Lutz. Uh, Camaro was very good. Breeze did what he could do. The defense did its job more times than not. Saints get the win. Well, it was a good win. Any road win in the NFL is a good win. It was closer than it needed to be. Thank goodness they lost Massey, the offensive tackle, and Cam Jordan had a big second half after Bobby Massey went out for the Bears. You know, you see people leaving the field in a car or being helped off the field, and you realize, well, they got to put in a backup. Well, 
good opposing coaches know to attack those backups. All pro corner goes out, you attack that guy that comes in for him. Bobby Massey goes out on offensive tackle, you put pressure on that guy who replaced him. Cam Jordan did a good job with that. That played a big part in the Saints' win. As I said, it was closer than it should have been, but the most important thing is to get the win. Strategically, I I thought Coach Payton made a mistake at the end of the game when he kicked the field goal with a minute 40 to go. I would have run some clock down uh, on just a rare thought that maybe Lutz would miss. He had missed a shorter field goal already last night, and kickers had trouble with windy conditions in a lot of NFL cities yesterday. And uh, I ought to run that clock down and, you know, got that thing way under a minute and spiked the ball and kicked the same field goal that he would have had to kick there. I might have even kneeled on the ball a couple of times and, and then spiked it and kicked the field goal. But as you said, it's a win is a win, and that's a great thing. Uh, the- they trade for Quan Alexander today. Tommy Quan set the world on fire in his rookie year. He really hasn't been the same since he was injured. I don't know how healthy he is. On paper, I like to trade, but uh, the truth won't be told until we find out how much production he can give at this point in time. Well, he did make the Pro Bowl as a member of the Buccaneers. He does have a high ankle sprain. He hasn't played for three weeks, so you're right. The question will be how much can he contribute going forward, a a brilliant career at LSU. And I said he made one Pro Bowl, and, you know, not everybody gets to do that. So the trade deadline is Tuesday afternoon. We'll see if the Saints make any other moves or if any other moves are made across the league. Trey Blossman, uh, some other NFL news and notes that you have? Well, a great win by the Steelers over the Ravens yesterday. The Steelers continue to be unbeaten. They uh, play defense, which a lot of teams in the NFL have trouble doing these days. It makes them a little bit unique. They forced turnovers yesterday, and that's why they won the game. Hey, Joe Burrow continues his good play, Tommy. He leads the Bengals to their second win. A wire-to-wire win over a pretty good team in Tennessee. Uh, 26 out of 37 for 249. He didn't throw for 300 yards, but he did something better. He led his team to a win. Two touchdowns. Uh, Good win for Joe Burrow. Elsewhere yesterday, Nick Mullins, good in relief of Jimmy uh, Garoppolo for the 49ers. He came in 18 of 25 for 238 and two touchdowns. Nick Mullins, of course, played uh, in Hattiesburg for Southern Mississippi. Uh, good to see him have a good effort yesterday afternoon. And a quick note, uh, we'll give a little bonus to you listeners to sports takes. Uh, in the Monday night football game, Trey has picked the Buccaneers minus 12 against the Giants. Trey's picks, uh, that podcast comes out each and every Thursday. For some reason we miss Thursday. It gets out on Friday. Please check that out under Talking Sports with TK. So uh, if, you, if you like to wager a little bit, Bucks minus 12. Uh, Trey hit over 50% on the year in the NFL. Trey, last note, uh, Major League Baseball World Series ratings were down significantly. Uh, I think all sports TV ratings have been down. I'm a baseball guy. I didn't like reading that, but it's the way of the world right now. The World Series ratings were down in spite of some pretty good baseball with two of the best teams in the league. It was a great World Series, Tommy, and it was down 32% from the previous low, which was in 2012 between San Francisco and Detroit. 
Yeah. All right, Trey, we'll have picks with Trey Blossman, NCAA and NFL, all against the spread. That's a little bit later this week. Trey, a big day in America tomorrow. We encourage people to vote if you have not done so already. And I know I'm attending a uh, party tomorrow night to watch the election, the, the re-election returns. Well, it, it is a big day for America. The choice is very clear. It's never been more clear. Uh, I'll be casting my vote for the president, Donald J. Trump, and I'll be hoping like heck that a majority of my American citizens do as well. I'll be doing the same thing. I'm heading to the polls in the morning. Trey, you have a good week, and we'll uh, visit a little bit later this week with Trey Blossom's NCAA and NFL picks. Tommy, I, I will. Thoughts go out to Ole Miss tight end. Did you see this today? Yeah, and he's fine now. He, yeah, is he fine? Demarcus he's, Thomas had, had to be airlifted to a hospital. Early. He, he's expected a full recovery. He regained all movement, uh, and he's talking to people, and uh, it, it's not as severe as it may have once been. Good. I'm glad to hear that. All right, Trey, you have a great week. Thank you, Tom. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.